Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hey, buddies. What's up? Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Y'all Ever. I'm Hampton Yunt. This is a comedy program about life, dark thoughts, depression, all the important questions. And thanks for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And I just want to give a huge shout out to the band Virginity for letting me use their song, Bad Call, as uh, the theme song for the show. I mean, that's like incredible. Again, just huge thank you guys. And uh, if you guys like me, check them out. Check out Virginity. Go <laughs> go check out Virginity. Go, you know, you maybe you want to check out and find out about it. Um, they have like incredible albums. They have a new album coming out soon. Uh, just always want to give them a huge shout out. This episode, I'm talking with Eric Andre. Uh, it's been an incredible pleasure to work with him on some stuff, uh, including a movie, which is coming out tomorrow as I record this. So goddamn, I hope, uh, you guys check out, uh, Bad Trip on Netflix. It's a prank movie. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. If you like Borat, if you like Jackass, if you like, uh, you know, uh, movies where they fuck with real people, I think you're going to really enjoy it. Um, I'm kind of blown away that something that I wrote on is actually a movie that's out. Like, that's that's kind of insane. It's been pushed, like, a good two years. So the fact that this is even out now, uh, I forgot about it. I fucking totally spaced out that I even worked on this thing. <laughs> No, it was, it was like a huge pleasure to work on. And I mean, uh, he runs a really fun room. So it was really great to have him by and just pick his brain about, you know, his creative process and all that. And, uh, you know, we'll get to that in one second. I got to address this. Uh, you and I both know that this podcast is incredible and wonderful. And everybody who enjoys it is a great person going to heaven. But... The podcast has been basically on ice. Uh, I've had to take a big, long break. And the update here is that the podcast is going to continue to be on ice for a while. Um, there's many reasons for it. But I think it just kind of boils down to, in a pandemic, it is borderline impossible to get anybody to give an hour of their time to talk about depression and how sad they are. It is just impossible. <laughs> and I kind of, I believe in the show, but it really functions uh, in person with someone uh, talking to them. So until things are more clear, I don't know. I mean, I just have to kind of pause the podcast for a while, but there's good news. I am starting a new podcast. <laughs> That's right. From the makers of a podcast that slowly uh, updated less and less comes a brand new podcast. But I'm actually super excited about it. I hope uh, a lot of you will come check it out. Uh, it's called Do Myland. And it's me uh, talking about comic books. One of my favorite things to talk about. I want to come at a project from something like a, a place of pure joy, basically. And I just kind of thought to myself, I was like, you know, what's one of those shows that I'd see someone do in a hypothetical world where then I would get pissed um, if I didn't do it, you know, because <clears throat> time and time again, that's something that happens in my life is I, I have an idea, I don't do it, and then it comes out, you know, uh, like I came up with uh, RoboCop uh, when I was a kid. 
I I would come up with stories and I was like, what if uh, what if a cop was dead? And and people were like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Keep going. And I was like, well, what if he was dead? And they put like parts, metal parts in his in his brain and his where his penis should go. <laughs> and then you cut to years later. There's a fucking movie comes out called RoboCop. Well, that's pretty close to my idea. And then it's like goes on to make you know two trillion dollars. And you know, I you could sue. And I did, and it, they laughed at me. They laughed at me in court. Oh, boy. You know what I realized the other day is, uh, <laughs> this is like a weird side tangent. Uh, Inspector Gadget is basically a RoboCop. Um, it's like he's a, he's a cop, right, who got like blown away with shotguns. And then the doctors were like, let's make his penis a slinky. I know I know he's got like a grieving widow who's waiting, but hear me out, guys. What if we put an umbrella in his head? <laughs> you know, to fight crime. What? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> All right. More hot jokes like that over at Doom Island, uh, which I don't know. I put up an inter- introduction episode. I don't know if it's up on iTunes just yet, but by next week it will be up. Please check it out. Uh, you can, uh, follow me on like Instagram or Twitter at doom Island to find out when it goes up and all updates past that. And, you know, I appreciate you guys so much, uh, for loving this podcast, being supportive. You guys, a lot of you have reached out to me just over this time, you know, and that means so much to me. Um, it's almost unfair. That's the thing is I really was like, I, I have to come out with another episode to just say, you know, what I'm doing, where I'm at. And I really appreciate, you know, um, the thoughtfulness from you guys. The long and short of it is that uh, I've just been sober <laughs> and like really enjoying the clarity. Um, I'm still kind of uh, swamped in depression, uh, but... I don't know. It's such an experience to just uh, take the time off from the podcast, get get a lot healthier, and try to understand why I'm so anxious and depressed all the time. And I mean, or at least what what's triggering it kind of abnormally. I mean, <laughs> of course there's COVID, but it's just been like, it's just been really great, honestly, to... Um, to just start fixing my life a little bit better, you know? Um, So I really appreciate you guys. And I really don't think I would be in this position without you. Um, The support from this podcast and just um, having people like this and, you know, want more of it. I mean, that's been so encouraging in my life. Uh, I really don't know where I'd be (laughs) without this podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy the next phase and uh, who knows what the future will bring. You know, let's hope for the best. Um, Let's see, what else? Oh yeah, so as a lot of you know, there's a Y'all Live or Listen to Music playlist up on my Artist Spotify page. If you go down to the bottom of my Artist Spotify page, there's a Y'all Live or Listen to Music playlist that is collaborative. People can throw on a song. Uh, please throw on a song and tell me why you chose it and write into y'all ever email <laughs> at gmail.com y'all ever email at gmail.com 
and uh, I'll be still doing episodes on the Patreon. Uh, I'm going to kick back up the Patreon and do about two episodes, uh, regular length, uh, a month. That's going to include music that you guys are suggesting. It's going to be more like a radio show where we listen to music together and talk about shit. Um, so that's kind of a whole different thing. There's going to be no guests on that. And, uh, you know, if you're into it, please uh, join the Patreon uh, I'm also going to be restructuring it where everybody who joins uh, is going to get a discount on merch. <laughs> I'm going to figure this out. I don't want to overpromise, but uh, that's the goal. I'm going to try and figure this out, how to give some merch discounts out. Uh, and I'm also trying to figure out how to get a new mug put up on uh, Y'all Ever dot threadless is that the i think that's the store y'all ever dot threadless um and uh there you'll be able to uh get a new mug for y'all ever if you want i don't know there's ways to support the pod uh you can check out my albums if if this is the end if you're not going to follow me over to doom island i'm really just been trying <laughs> to let you guys know I'll eventually get back out there with stand-up. Uh, you can check out my albums. Uh, follow me on Bands in Town. You know, if uh, if you're just like, I do not want to listen to this guy talk about comic books and shit. Like, I totally understand. And I hope to see you down the road, you know? Uh, also, for you guys, there is the uh, Y'all Ever uh, Facebook group, which I just really recommend. Uh, as far as, like, a really good sounding board for thoughts and you know mental health issues that you're going through like nothing can really replace professional help but um there is something to be said about just getting uh people in a similar situation to just kind of uh talk you through things <laughs> make you feel less alone all that sort of stuff i mean it's actually like one of the few places on the internet that actually makes me laugh so um feel free to check out the Facebook group for this. I mean, I have no control over them. They are going to go on with or without this podcast. <laughs> so uh, I hope you check them out um, if you're into Facebook. Uh, anyway, all right. I think that's about it. I think that's about all the news. Okay, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Eric Andre. And I think for uh, context here at the beginning, he's referencing that I have a Crow T-Robot uh, puppet in the background of my office. And I think he's uh, just commenting on that. <laughs> All right, let's get in. Uh-huh. Whoa, I'm even lower. <laughs> What do what do what you want? They go freaking, they go freaking the phone lines. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for thanks I for love, doing uh, that. I love I uh, love crow behind you. <laughs> Shit, is that fuck? Like I didn't know it was there, and it kills me. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like three inches closer than it was five minutes ago. It's my dream is <laughs> to be murdered, <laughs> murdered by the show. I love that's all I want. Murdered by the show. I love you pretty much made Give me like the MST three K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it's like what really happened? chill. Huh? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> what, what happened? happened to Joel? What happened, dude? He's there. We're doing it. We, he's like leading the whole uh, reboot. Oh, he's so the Joel guy. directs it? Joel's like in charge. Yeah. It was his. He created it, right? Yeah, he created it. And then he got kind of like pushed out a bit. Plus like, he would. By Comedy Central? Uh, No, his like producer partner, I guess. His producer partner pushed him out? Yeah, I guess. Like Joel also kind of wanted to leave and he had opportunities like he sold a show you know and like he was selling shows and he just was like all right like i'm out of here like uh, i love joel yeah he's like super sweet to work with and like a really nice guy um, I, I i didn't i didn't mind the other guy but there was something about joel amongst those robots <laughs> that like there was an alchemy yeah, it's it's Ooh. almost like a, a um like I don't know how like David Lynch it's upsetting <laughs> almost like when I first saw it I was like why are people like ruining this movie <laughs> why are but when you first are, saw MSC3K yeah I was just like why are people talking <laughs> I was ten years old and I loved it and we didn't get yeah. we didn't have Comedy Central so I had to like. I could only see it like when I would visit my uncle in Rochester, hmm. I would like catch it and like V like record it on a VHS and bring it home. Oh, for real? Like, yeah, like that's I was what like I did. Gen one early <laughs> MST3K fan. That's like so weird that that's actually like an incredibly common story of like all the fans did that. Like I did that. Like friends of mine did seek, that. You had to seek it out. Because then was, like Comedy yeah. Central was like brand mm -hmm. new, right? But it was like people VHS taping a show and then circulating it around. And like, yeah, to this day, like the show just wouldn't be still like remembered if it wasn't for like the fact that a bunch of people did that. And mm -hmm. it's like weird. They didn't even know like people across the country were doing it <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> Yeah, because they can't, they couldn't track that, I guess. So they, they had this like, yeah, version. I, I mean, like, you have a show that's pretty, um, pretty cool, pretty crazy, man. And <laughs> you have like a fan base that just, I don't know, is obsessed with you. Like, you talking you, you, you're talking about me or you talking? Yeah, I'm talking seen? about you, man. Oh, thanks, man. You don't think so from the Eric Andre show? Like, how, <laughs> dude, you're sitting on a small, a small merchandising fortune. <laughs> if you ever decided to just on your website, ericandre.com, put up a t-shirt link with like investigate 311. You yeah, just, I got some, I got some you merch. Just I get got a some cut. Merch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like some merch. your fans, like, I don't know. I've already memed everything you've they're, you've ever they're said. They're diehard. They're diehard. They're diehard. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're awesome. They're lovely. And I uh and they get to like, I try to, I try to like interact with them at shows as much as possible because there's no greater like feedback. There's like, you can get direct feedback. Like I've like, I've asked fans like just certain things about the show, like what they liked, what they didn't like. Like, really? yeah. Like, like you're willing to let that kind of feedback yeah, I mean, well, I'll sniff the person out if they're like 
I just shoot in a bag behind Ralph. <laughs> <But> <laughs> like, uh, you're like, oh, good, good. You're like, good, good, good. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> but like after a show, you'll take like, be like, what do you really think about it? And like, no, I mean, like if the if the conversation is organically goes, mm. I won't like drill them or make it like some awkward thing. But I'll kind of like, especially the live Eric Andre shows, I would like jump it in the crowd and always go to the table <laughs> afterwards and like try to talk to people and stuff. Well, it's funny because it's I'm like, looking at old pictures of Joel <laughs> right now. Um, Didn't it start as a short on uh, SNL? Was it? Um, I don't know about that, actually. No, no. Joel was on the 80s SNL like as mm-hmm. a guest every once in a while, but I don't think... Uh, yeah. That was when SNL briefly flirted with magicians. Oh, yeah. They, they, a bunch they have of a couple weird. of magician comics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like when Lauren was like deep into Coke. It was just like, I don't know. I'm not, or he wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> he like left for a year or something. Yeah, to do Coke. To do Coke. <laughs> to like sizable amounts of Coke. <laughs> you ever write for SNL? <laughs> um, dude, that show's for babies. Did you ever write for them? No. No, your I hair mean, is gray. Your hair is gray like a silver fox. Mm-hmm. That's why SNL won't hire me, man. Was your hair always gray? Uh, no, I've been letting it just go gray. Um, it's actually been gray, yeah, for a lot longer. But I did kind of dye it every now and then because I saw like comic friends of mine do it, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's not that weird. And I guess we're all vain, so yeah, everybody, everybody. but I. It was also like not coming in all gray at once. So it was like, it you just- were like, You were yeah. like a silver fox. But now I like it. Now it feels like I'm not getting the serum and it's like, I'm di- I'm like dying. <laughs> you look like uh, a young Jello Biafra. Do you get that a lot? What do you imagine it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Have you gotten that before? I think it's come up. <laughs> young, not not now, but young. Nazi punks, fuck off, take four. One, two, three, four. Nazi punks. I only just uh, recently heard his solo, whatever, like, live. Um, words it's, it's good. Like, I like it. I mean, it's dated, but it's like. Uh, uh, are I, you talking about, like, um, I blow mm-hmm. minds for a living, that kind of stuff? Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, I never, uh, <laughs> I never mustered up the courage to watch it I mean, it syncs up perfectly with my henry rollins <laughs> spoken word and yeah I just, I just fucking rage out man spoken word that is a bold that's mm-hmm. bold to yeah go it, that's it's awful. a removal of criticism it's, it's to then go it doesn't it's not stand-up comedy so you definitely don't need to be fucking getting into lpms or whatever lpms <laughs> <Do> people appreciate <laughs> laps per minute Laughs per, yeah, <laughs> laughs per minute. LPM, I've never heard anybody go, yeah, LPMs. Yeah. Oh, man, it's the best. The LPMs, yeah, they were like <laughs> sky high. The LPMs, oh, uh, yeah, it's like I went way above the speed limit. If you <laughs> Son, how funny were you going? <laughs> Son, how funny was that? You clocked in 88 LPMs. <laughs> Give this man a sitcom. Uh, no, it's like some, your, it is a dated thing for sure. Do you still do your tragedy strikes Beijing joke? 
<laughs> I love that. No, dude, I've been doing your jokes. I fucking Please dive into do. the audience. Can I do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is David, I work with David Keckner, and he was like, I think it was him or somebody told me about him saying this, but like he would go into the audience and it was so funny. And it was just like a club in Phoenix. But he was like, the people come to see you and like, that's like the best thing you could do is just like go into the crowd, make it their night, make it something. Yeah. Oh yeah. New. And it's like, I, yeah, have I, that, I, I have never that thought of that. Spontaneity. Mm-hmm. How, give them something they can't get anywhere else. Give them, you know, I never really thought about giving a shit that much until then. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh wow. Like you get, you care if they like go home and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. You want to, you know, uh, <laughs> You want to give them their money's worth. I, I have a. I think I'm I always, I always feel like I'm on, when, when I'm on tour, I feel like I'm a, a door to door joke salesman. <laughs> so I feel like every city I'm like selling like 60 minutes of jokes. Like, yeah, what do you think of this one? Ah, what do you think of this one? Des Moines. <laughs> so I, I feel like very eager to please every. I'm yeah. tremendously insecure. Well, I mean, you you just set up the show where it's like you take all the risk, you know, like you have an opening act, but it's like I think Sarah Silverman will sometimes just like open and then let someone else close, which I was like, oh, yeah, really? I, guess you, I guess you can just do that. <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you want, but you like, can do whatever you want. The, yeah. the audience isn't going to stick around if they paid for her. Uh, I think she like... does a healthy chunk, but she's kind of like, you know, if it goes south, at least there's backup. <laughs> like there's someone wow. like Tig, it would be like Tig would like close. And it's like, that makes sense, you know, as Tig is coming up and all that shit. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, you should do that with me, dude. You should let me. <laughs> this is my slow pitch. Like, work me in. <laughs> You're hired. I, I'm kind of done doing stand up. Dude. Yes. Oh, Were did. you feeling that before pandemic or? I was feeling that before pandemic. Once mm-hmm. I put on my, once I put up my special, I was like, that's enough. Yeah. I don't like, I don't know. I'm well, it's guy. boring. Yeah. I don't know. The form yeah. is, is very boring and like nobody really does anything that inventive. I mean, you really actually do, <laughs> do, a lot more than the average comic would and you're trying to fuck with it a lot but then i think that maybe also is a bit exhausting because then it's like people just want it to go up more and more uh so you and, think like stand up as a medium is over yeah i mean especially during COVID, it's insane it's like <laughs> sociopathic for comics to go on the road during the pandemic that yeah. was like I, and I can't even imagine the type of audience that's coming out. And I don't think we should be reinforcing that. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, those types of people come out. I mean, it's just like, I can't think of any stakes being higher than just mass death. It's like, <laughs> and you're going to like talk about like fucking groceries and shit. Like, you better have the funniest shit. Dave Chappelle is running a fucking death camp and he's going oh, up there and what? bitching about... <laughs> fucking deals he made you know it's like that's like he gave someone covid like, oh really yeah he literally did in texas oh. him and elon musk gave a fucking waitress oh. covid oh fuck that is not it's like 
I don't know. It's like, how many spankings can you just give <laughs> 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 somebody? Whoa. That's anyway, rough. they're all heroes. And it's <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like stand-up was already, I was not in a great place with it. Um, yeah. Just like, I was feeling like I was like better than I'd been at it, but it was like so frustrating to just put in so much energy and like worry about people showing up, like just yeah. like promoting it. It was just like, oh, fuck man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's becoming this other thing. It's, and, never, um, it's never ending. It's just like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it drives me nuts. My brain doesn't think in the medium of stand-up comedy anymore. Like I used to in my twenties. So yeah, wow. I really want to so see fucking funny, man. I don't want you to, I don't want you to stand up. <laughs> Cause you're really funny. Here's the thing. I love stand up, but stand up doesn't love me back. And I do. Think, what do you mean? I think, I think they've said no. I think like, who, who, who's they just like the comedy the, gods, the career, the, the choices of it. It's like, I've put out a lot of stand up. I've gotten a lot of breaks and, and more than I really deserve. Like, that's the thing. I'm, I'm actually pretty like, <laughs> I've really like abused the system <laughs> and like <laughs> and still not like done very well. It actually kind of reminds me in high school, like I would cheat on tests, but I would still flunk and do bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eating off not... like a dumb dumb kid or something. <laughs> just like crazy dumb. Kid. Oh, sorry. Let me make sure my balls are not huh? This is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I can't. I'm like having a Jeffrey Tubin moment over here. This is amazing. Oh god! And then you can see me in the reflection, and I kind of couldn't believe. Now my boxers are on, but for a second I thought I was having a Billy Bar ball sack hang. Yeah, I got boxers on. Worry not. I'm not worried, man. This is my OnlyFans. This is all like exclusive <laughs> content. <laughs> spread those butts spread those butts spread those cheeks spread them <laughs> all right uh when you were in school how were you as a student how were you growing up i was a, I was I, I got good grades i was like bad i got bad they would have conduct grades for your behavior Th those were very bad for me but i had good um i had a, like a's a's and b's hmm uh were you like just I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this, but very like, I'm very proud of those days. <laughs> were you like trying to make people laugh? Like, were you like as eccentric or trying to like, you know, pull pranks or do any shit really? I've been like, age? I've been the same exact person since I was three years old. Holy shit. There's no, there's no like change. It was like hyper spastic class clown. And no one was concerned. No one was like, let's let's nip this maybe in the bud. Mm, no, nobody paid attention. <laughs> no siblings, just you. Or wait, you I had an a... older si oh, I have an older sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So someone already to just kind of take the brunt of your parents, uh, you know, initial just raising a kid, I guess, and then they just yeah, but she was didn't very, give a she shit. Was very, she was very like. <laughs> docile in her childhood and i was very very spastic and loud and hyper so they she my sister gave my parents like a false sense of parenthood i think i think they were like this is easy <laughs> nightmare 
Yeah. That's when you sneak in. Do some, in. Do some real in. work. Slid in. I just can't imagine a, a three-year-old that's like, I, I think that's fireworks outside or it's gunshots, but I'm going to go fireworks. Gunshots. <laughs> Could be the Lady Gaga dog kidnappers right outside of your <laughs> abode. That's a that's the crime of the century. After... <laughs> that was a wild. That was wild. Did they did they find the kidnappers? <clears throat> I think they already gave them the electric chair. <laughs> <laughs> I think they gave them the lethal injection. Extra judicial judicial judi- I've never been able to say extra judicial once off the bat ever. Extrajudicial. Well, extra it's kind of unnecessary because it's already judicial. And then extra. Like, oh, by the way, it's extra. Extra judicial. I, I'm sorry. Why did you pronounce the Jew part louder? Extra judicial. Uh, um, That's when what? a cop kills a rabbi. Uh, <laughs> extra judicial killing. Rabbi, <laughs> I got the lethal injection syringe in my back pocket. I'm gonna do you like I did Lady Gaga's dog kidnappers. <laughs> You're just like Judge Dredd. This guy thinks he's Judge Dredd. <laughs> Judge Dredd. I am the I am the law. Judge, jury, executioner, extrajudicial killers. <laughs> Uh, you're, making me, you're making me lose it um with um the show actually i was wondering if like when you were doing like pranks and stuff <laughs> pranks <laughs> bits skits well uh did the cops ever actually like think something was real or like bother you yeah i got arrested and went to jail season one really yeah what one was that what was the um yeah, I almost got arrested season four too. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's sensitive. Uh, no, it's not sensitive at all. I mean, it fucking sucks, of course, to be arrested by the cops. No, no, no. I, no, I just kind of wondered if they were like, what's that guy doing? Like, I didn't think it'd go you, that Dude, one, one bit, I can't believe we didn't get arrested. There was one bit where I was like dragging a bloody body bag all around <laughs> Chinatown in Manhattan. And I was going, finders, keepers. And it was like, like, <laughs> We had a fake body in this body bag and blood was pouring out of the bag. And then this cop was like, he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Oh, he already dis- also, swim. He called, but he called 911. Mm. The cop told me already two fire trucks, an ambulance, and four cops were dispatched or something. And he didn't ream out, he reamed out my director and my AD. I, I was just like, Oh my god. Like, I'm just an actor in a commercial. It's like a real crime happening in the background. <laughs> He's like taking care of your shit. God damn. Yeah, it was bad. Oh man, I would be so fucking worried to just be arrested by the cops. <laughs> I, don't I got know. arrested season one for crashing a town hall meeting in Rancho Cucamonga, and like while the mayor was talking, I ran up to the podium, and I was like, "Vote for me." I was dressed like a frat boy, and I was like, "Vote for me for class president," and I'll put beer in the water fountains. And cameras <laughs> in the girls' locker room. Yeah, Alpha Beta Kappa, yeah. man. Don't tase me, bro. And they uh, cops like, yeah. you. 
you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like wildly illegal. We have like laws. Yeah. On the books. Well, and then I told him my name was uh, John Coltrane and he, um, <laughs> that was like another charge. I got charged two. I had two charges. It was disturbing the peace and like, uh, lying. Yeah. Lying to a cop. It's Bibbing? called. It's, it's, there's a specific. That's it's crazy. Like, it's like, disrupting an investigation or something something like you know what i mean <laughs> being a wise ass is a fucking federal offense now or something yeah, it was something very official sounding you uh, may you you cucked me <laughs> like <they're> just, <laughs> as i guess allah <laughs> yeah i was like your honor i was doing a bit were you ever arrested before you had a show i got Arrested smoking pot in Florida when I was 18. Oh, yeah. But like not handcuffed. Yeah. Just like, hey, you got to go to court. That's a misdemeanor. Oh, really? I mean, it sucked. And I had it's to go to shot. court and pay money and like, yeah. Do, like, do and then, <laughs> again, like in the background, fucking narcos is fucking landing on the beach and like, go, 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 go. <laughs> I guess he's writing you the ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> um dude you were a great boss to work for uh all time all time one of the most most fun to thanks run, man running a writer's room like dude, you were felt, great like, in the room the movie's finally coming out uh, <laughs> four years after the writer's room i didn't say that dude, no five that's probably right 2016 april 2016 holy shit writer's room the movie's coming out five years after that room Right on time, dude. The nation <laughs> needs to heal. Laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> Did your special also come out during the pandemic? Yeah, that came out in last summer. This is why you're having the chillest year anyone could possibly have. Like you just there's nothing to worry about. Like your special came out. You have a movie coming out. Yeah, it would have been worse if I didn't have that stuff. It would have been worse mm -hmm. if I didn't have that stuff in the can, but like it's still fucking misery. It's this oh yeah quarantine. this is prison i mean prison. to not uh get to oh. see people it's house arrest yeah i hope you're doing um do you go to therapy already or yeah i do zoom therapy and journal and... but you were doing oh. therapy when uh we were in the room and i mean you've been doing it a while right yeah, yeah. um do you i don't know i mean do you feel like it's just so normal that it's not even like you know you're going you're you're processing anything like say you know successes or whatever or like career worries and it's just like maintenance or yeah i think it depends on the session mm. some of it's maintenance and some of it, it's dealing with particular how long have you had the same person or... i think since that writer's room oh really you were doing a tm yeah also, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, are you transcendental meditation? Yeah. Uh, Ed, are you still doing that? Or? Yeah, I do that twice a day. Really? Yeah. Okay, shit. But um, <laughs> care to talk about it, actually? Because like, sure. I, I wasn't sure if you were still doing it. But like when I what saw you know, I'm an well, open book. Well, I was like kind of blown away when I saw you doing it because like, you do have a reputation i think that's maybe undeserved of like you're just like a party animal like what's it like to work with eric and like you're like 
laser focused <laughs> you're, actually, <laughs> you're actually an incredibly sober like uh very funny guy but also organized and fun you know so it's like all the kind of best parts of working in a writer's room but i don't know like you were doing transcendental meditation at the time uh i didn't even want to like learn i was like no i'll just <laughs> i'll just drink <laughs> or like whatever <laughs> you know, i was just like wait while you guys go in another room and drink but like uh I don't know. I actually did learn about it. Yeah, um, it's great. I I, I swear good. by it. I uh, you know I've had a, uh, I've had like, anxiety my whole life, and uh, it really helps my anxiety. Really? Yeah, I've been doing it probably since 2012. So almost 10 years doing it. Wow. Um, who yeah. took any friend like just turn you on to it or? Uh, I was going to Kundalini yoga at the time and they meditated a little bit in there and I always felt good doing that, but it was like sporadic. And then when I, uh, started going to therapy, my first therapist I saw like right off the bat was like, have you ever tried meditation? I go, I tried a little bit of it and I really like it. Um, she's like, yeah, you should, should like pursue it properly. So I took a class and, uh, I loved it. It really, really, really helps. And then I found out all these like successful people that I admire. Yeah, so, you know that is weird. Like how much uh, David Lynch talks about it. He loves it. He loves like it. when I went to the place, like they played a video, and like he's like, "Hi, I'm David Lynch," and you're probably wondering why I'm here. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, love it. Uh, cool. I, I always, I always like wary of telling people about it. I think people mm-hmm. like I don't want to. I don't want it to sound like I'm like selling Dianetics, you know what I mean? <laughs> like there's always like an, any, anytime like yeah. a bunch of Hollywood, you know. Yeah, I got, I got cult are, vibes are, for sure. In, when, when yeah, or into anything that has like any like essence of spirituality in its thing. I like don't, I'm like, I don't even talk about it. So like people, uh, I barely, but like I would say here's the, good here here's the um anyone skeptical like that has a healthy skepticism about taking a tm class i would say this i am like an atheist i don't worship anybody i don't pay them any money there's no cult leader there's no person i just like paid 500 bucks and took a class over the weekend and it's purely just a method to calm down your central nervous system there's yeah. no like I like there's no worshiping any person or deity. It's really just like my nerves are like everybody has like a dur- different like uh neuro neurochemistry to their brain. Mm-hmm. And you you inherited that from your parents. And my parents had a lot of anxi- have a lot of anxiety. And I'm just like looking for healthy ways that aren't um, you know, I was looking especially like back then looking for ways that weren't uh taking xanax every day uh, tempting <laughs> get a job can you imagine like you just have the cubicle life where you're all zanned up yeah you're big zan <laughs> cubicle life i would do an adderall i think i'd need adderall to get through cubicle life but mm-hmm. um also like doing stand-up is i'm like already an anxious person and doing stand-up and hitting camera pranks is very uh, anxiety provoking so i was just looking for ways to like like if my anxiety is like up here just like 
bring the baseline anxiety down a little bit. So that's, <laughs> that's me. That's me beating the drum for TM. And I would say like, you don't even have to do transcendental meditation. There's all, all types of medic meditation. I actually do a meditation called like Vedic meditation, which is basically the same thing, but like, Oh, what's that? There, there's meditation. It's a, a, le- a less strict TM. Hmm. Like you could, <laughs> you don't have to sit in a half lotus or a full lotus position. You could sit like oh, okay on the couch. I hear you. That's the thing is Joel also does TM and like he uh, Joel Hodgson also does TM and he's always like raving about it. But like a lot of people who do it do a modified version and like mm-hmm. they just they realize it's a way to slow your brain down, but you don't have to like necessarily be like holding the same position, right? I mean, you can, but it's like, it's, it's your choice. No, right? you should be comfortable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's different types of meditation. So if, if, you know, I have no, um, I have no TM agenda, but you haven't, uh, you know, taken medication. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> you've, been, you've been zanned up, but I mean, <laughs> since you've been doing TM or like, yeah, well, I definitely up the Zan intake and quarantine. Jesus, to get through this, it's like getting through like a transatlantic flight. You just want to like forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to like sleep your way through this. Yeah, nightmare. I want to do the alien thing where you sleep for like a couple yeah, of years. Totally, totally. <laughs> Wake up and you're like, my daughter's 16. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Totally, totally. <laughs> Uh, and I was just thinking about fucking uh, like Alien, like three, and just how it really fucks it up. And like, you know, what? that's the only one I haven't seen. I don't think. I'm you're not missing out. I don't think I've done three. I might have done three early in eighth grade before I understood the franchise. But yeah. I saw Alien and Aliens like more recently in my life. Really? What do you mean? Like past your 20s? <laughs> like, like I saw him a few years ago for the first time. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know if it holds up. I, I don't know how it's, things. No, it's honestly, incredible. Really? Incredible. That's incredible, so fun. Incredible filmmaking. Yeah. They're, they're both incredible. That's so interesting because I really have no fucking frame of reference. Like if I were to show my nephews or something, you know, that I- everything's good about it. It's like Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver's fucking amazing. <laughs> well, who did the first one? Ridley Scott. Uh, Ridley Scott. Yeah. So Ridley Scott. Really? Like is fucking, yeah. it's like his magnum opus. And then James Cameron's really fucking great at filmmaking too. So it's just like, yeah, it was a beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know what it is? It's 2001 Space Odyssey meets Freddy Krueger. <laughs> they just put Freddy they put they put Freddy Krueger on the 2001 yeah. Space Odyssey chips. And 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 like more power to them. It's like it's perfect. Yeah. It's like it's yeah, like, got it. monster it, movie, horror movie, but it's sci-fi. <laughs> they're perfect. It's they're like dope. the most psychosexual movie ever. It's like this phallic demon that impregnates men with like a fucking dick mouth. <laughs> like yeah. it's like it's every and puts an egg in you. Like it's like so many levels of like it. I, that's why I was like, man, Freddy Krueger is a really good one because it's like it is like this sec, this really sexual theme. 
Yeah. Like throughout um, the first day. And they all re- you saw Jodorowsky, Jodorowsky's Dune, right? Uh, the documentary about yeah. it? I didn't. Oh, you have to watch that. Okay. Basically, everybody bit Hodorowski and Stanley Kubrick, but like really? most of like H.R. Geiger or Giger, whatever, like he came out of like Hodorowski's like storyboards for Dune. Like he hired H.R. Geiger and like, Giger or Geiger. Uh, let's just say, yeah, I mean, you definitely got one of those. I thought I said, I, I said Geiger my whole life, and then like, well, I think he died, and they were like, H.R. Giger died today. I was like, is it Giger? <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's okay. Yeah, anyway, like, Hodorowski oh, yeah. assembled his dream team of sci fi people, and then they all went on to make, and then, and then his, and then the film fell apart, and then they all went on to make Alien, basically. Wow. So Damn. he, like, he, like, assembled that group of, like, sci fi. Dune does not have any appeal to me. It's well, you should watch Hodorowski's Dune because that's, okay. that's the best part of it. <laughs> At the end, he's like, then David Lynch, who's this incredible filmmaker, got his shot and he made Dune and I was so depressed because my Dune went away. And then his his son forced him to go see Dune in the movie theater to like have closure. And then he's like started watching. He was very sad and shy watching the movie like this. And slowly but surely he started looking and he's like, oh, thank God this movie's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> wow what a like good attitude to just like uh i don't know take such a take such an l and actually like laugh i thought at first he was just gonna start weeping it was like i, I think he's so about upset. to and then the fucking movie sucks so he's like phew <laughs> you should watch that documentary that's incredible oh shit i've been meaning no. to did you ever see holy mountain yeah it's, it's so fucking fun it's insane. That's my favorite movie. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I actually don't know very much about him other than just that movie. Me and me and Kitao went to his apartment in Paris and he read my tarot. Really? Yeah, <laughs> what do you say? Say so you're fucked up. Like, and I'm not supposed to tell anybody. Because he goes, you're dark. He's like, you're dark, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of give me the willies. You're done. Have you seen yeah. the movie yet, Hampton? Seen what movie? Oh, the movie. Bad well, trip? I saw the screening, so I don't know if it's at, when, when we screened at CAA. Yeah. So I think that's the final cut. You probably saw it then. Was that the final cut? Wow. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that. that Three more years for that to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving the projector over to the Netflix offices. What's that across the street? Like, you know, well, how does CAA? They don't even have the address for Netflix, Eric. It's, what are we gonna do? Make a phone call? <laughs> you should, you, dude. Okay, I'm gonna film a fucking special for you. It's ten minutes, and it's you on a microphone, uh, sorry, uh, like doing stand-up, but you're like vaping. It's called like rede- redemption or like renaissance. And it's you in a diaper and you're just like, Netflix, Netflix did me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, Netflix like saved my life. Like they saved the movie's life. Like the movie was just like nowhere. Like quarantine started. We're, we're about to premiere at South by Southwest, mm-hmm. which would have been like the fucking best, like Friday night, like, headliner fucking we had a red carpet prank all planned and shit oh my god corona hit right before that and then it was gonna be in theaters everywhere april whatever 17th yeah. of last year you know 
And then it just poof. And then it was like, where does the movie go? And then it was like, when is Corona? And then at first it was like, Corona, that'll be, it'll last for two weeks. And then here we are. So for a second, it was like, the studio was like, well, we got to sell it to a streaming service. There's no movie theaters. So we're going to sell it to Quibi. And we were like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. They were like, they offered us a deal. You got to break it up and have it fit into an iPhone ratio. I go, no. (laughs) And then Netflix saw it and they fucking loved it. And they swooped in and they've been fucking amazing. And they're pumping so much uh, loot and energy into. It's an event. I mean, there hasn't been a movie like this since like, to my knowledge, uh, either a jackass or a bag one of the bad grandpas yeah <laughs> and it's like or borat i guess but like this is like it's hard to fucking make any comedy during quarantine and like a lot of shows i'm just like why even do this and it's just really cool that you have something that that's in the can that kind of shows like people <laughs> like in that live environment where they're able to just react and be yeah. themselves and there's none of this you know there's none of the specter in the before times yeah. Can you imagine trying to prank people post COVID and you're like, what's up? Your daughter's dead. And she's like, actually, my daughter is dead. Like, oh my God. It was like weeping. Ah, every <laughs> A cop shows up and just shoots himself in the head. This, I'm fucking sad too. Extra judicial killing. I converted to Judaism. <laughs> Did this for the pun. Uh, well, shit, man. This has been like super awesome to have you. And did I do uh, good? Was this was this, this everything is, you ever wanted? A very hungover me. <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, like, like a puddle of goo on my floor. Most people are in the same position, and like, you know, it's just talking with friends. It's like. I would pay to just do that. <laughs> I, I, miss, <laughs> I miss people and I yeah. just want to talk to people. Yeah. Like at a certain point. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It does kind of feel like things are maybe hopefully going to be better. I think we're, yeah, I think we're future. Future. I think, but I was like good. fully like, I'm going to be dead. Like yeah. <clears throat> at the beginning of COVID, I was like, career's gone forever. Mm. Standups never coming back. And mm. like, and I already was like half out, but then it was like, I think I'm going to be dead. And I think my family's going to be dead. Like, yeah. And it felt like there was zero plan. And now yeah. I feel like, you know, daddy Biden's got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I now suddenly have faith in the government and the FBI is cool. And the CIA is cool. The FBI, the CIA, the DEA, ICE, they're all chill now. They're all chill now. <laughs> No more fascism. No more. We won. People. <laughs> they said, you know what? We were being mm. whacked since World War II. We're cool now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also like, dude, tr- uh, like Twitter's over. There's, It's not, no one's funny anymore. Yeah. Jokes are, jokes are weird. And I just, I'm like, for people's own mental health, I'm like, if you can't chill out, like now, if you can't yeah. use this as a time to just, I don't know, chill, <laughs> then, yeah. that it, that there's maybe something wrong, especially yeah. when it's a comic who doesn't need the to perform. That's when it like really gets me like fucking insane. Yeah, but, I mean, like I guess I I do understand, you know, 
there's a lot of middle ground where people need to pay the bills and stuff like that. Yeah, this is a tough thing to navigate. I think everybody's kind of like forging their own path. This is such a like, a, we're all like, you know, we still have whiplash from all of this. It's like, no, nobody could have planned for any of this. So I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. But hopefully it's almost over. Yeah. If you plan for this, you're a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, weird. Dr. Seuss planned this, planned for this, dude. He was like, put the slurs in the book and make them rhyme. Make them rhyme. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, it was good just catching up and seeing you. And uh, I don't know. Be, be, in, be in touch if you need anything. And Sounds good. Thanks, man. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll talk have, soon. Have a good one, man. Glad you're alive. Thanks, <laughs> Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, damn, I want to thank Eric for being my guest. Uh, check out Bad Trip. It's on Netflix streaming. Check it out. It's super funny. Uh, I wrote on it and it's starring like hysterical people and the scenes are batshit fucking crazy. I think you're going to enjoy it. It takes place in a world where things were a little bit simpler, you know? <laughs> That's what I like about it. It takes place in a more simple America. That's what I like about it. Everything was more simple. You know, there was one bus. There was one bus per town. Uh, you had one cop. And that's all you needed for a town. You know, and you, 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 you kids gotta make it so damn complicated. Well, you know what's complicated? Avril Lavigne. Okay? She's complicated. And you're no Avril Lavigne. Okay, sincerely, check out my new dumb podcast that's mostly about comic books. I'm going to be talking about TV and movies and video games and kind of the whole culture around comic books. The history, the future, where they're going, what's happening. Uh, and check it out at Doom Island. And you can find the handles at Doom Island Pod. And, uh, you know, if you are absolutely not into that shit, I totally fucking understand. <laughs> that has been majority of my life. None of my friends have really ever been in it, uh, it, it like into that stuff. And it's like the number one thing I'm most obsessed with. So it's something that I've always had to kind of keep secret. And it just feels so great to do something finally that just embraces something that I love. You know, this is uh, so pure <laughs> in that way. And I get excited just like working on this project and putting stuff together. And it's so far like really funny. So I hope you really enjoy Doom Island. Uh, and if you're just not into that, uh, I will be back, you know, when things are kind of back to normal and, uh, people feel like they can come by and have like casual conversations. That's what y'all lever's about. And I can't wait to do more of it. So, you know, keep, keep subscribing. And if you want, um, more of it, go to patreon.com slash y'all ever. And I'll be talking a bunch about feelings and playing music and stuff and uh you know keeping keeping something going with it <laughs>
Oh, reading uh, diary entries. I'm going to read my lyrics. Uh, that's what the Patreon's all about. <laughs> uh, guys, I wrote this new poem. Um, it's uh, I chime in with a haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? No. <laughs> you guys like my song? <clears throat> well, if you guys want to check out my stand-up, uh, you can check out uh, my three albums anywhere where you buy albums. Uh, I've got Unbearable, Bearable, and Able. You can get them on Spotify or iTunes and Amazon. Yeah, any big corporation. I'm fine with that. I don't give a shit. I got a check the other day. It helps me pay for the bills. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, you can uh, follow my YouTube. Uh, I put up videos. I'm going to put up a new one soon. Uh, and you can follow me on Bands in Town for when stand-up comes back, hopefully. I don't know. It might. I'm going to really wait until it's absolutely safest as possible because, like, I want you guys to be safe and to take care of yourselves, and uh, I'm glad you guys are alive. Thanks for listening. Bye.